Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points, and we just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how is it going? I'm great, Connor. How's the form yourself? How are you keeping these days? Ah, I mean, it's Friday, so positives there. Yeah, Um, thank crunchy it's Friday, that old marketing phrase. (laughs) But but then again, I have to do another report. And Sean, I do do get stressed because all of your Marvel reports, because you do them on Marvel characters, they're always so good. Oh, and Connor, Connor, I do them on DC characters and they're always so bad, aren't they? Now, I would actually say that both the reports and the co- characters, they're all of equal quality and we both put equal effort in to this show. That's week fucking week, loser Connor. talk. The DC testament is way to better. Oh, you suck. <laughs> oh, I was trying to mend some bridges. Oh, no, lads. Um, so it's it's a pretty special day um, today of all days, Sean. 5th of November. Um, Remember, remember. Yeah, and uh, exactly. You're doing I V for Vendetta again. <laughs> I'm doing V for... No, no. I'm doing a character who... His whole identity is based off of times of the year. Because oh, I am doing... Interesting. Ca- calendar Man, Sean. Calendar Man. Okay. Now, I don't know a huge amount about this character other than he's the worst achievement to get in Arkham City. So here's the thing, Calendar Man is a bit of an interesting one because upon doing the research, I was always just like, always ends up in the top 10 worst comic book villains of all time, never gets a good run at it, always a bit shit. Yeah, And my I thoughts mean, exactly. That <laughs> and look, I feel like that is kind of slightly true in terms of how he starts, because he starts in the 50s in Batman <sighs> comics. It's a rough time and to start. <laughs> At this point, it's all just gimmicks. Everybody's got a gimmick. Everybody's a, a villain of the week. And yeah. he appears once 
1958 and then does not appear again until the 1970s. Right. Okay, so he really was just one note at the start. Now, here's the thing, though. Because upon doing the research for this episode, I have found a much darker side to Calendar Man and his stories. And there's a very, very, like, there's a big shift at a certain point around the long Halloween, which is a story that we've kind of done a little bit mm. um, on the show. And it's one of the most famous Batman stories. Um, and it's basically just like people are killing off all the mobsters, but they're always killing them all off um, at certain times of the year. So yeah. special events. So of course, Calendar Man is the first and only suspect because his whole thing is around times of the year. Um, and Batman goes to him, but he's locked up in Arkham. It's not him. He, he's not the killer. Yeah, there's but no way he could have he's done it. He's a big part of that story because up until that point he'd been seen as a joke and within that story, Batman treats him as basically like... I mean, he's like a serial killer trapped in the cage that Batman shows up to and like Silence of the Lamb style. And is like... yeah. He turns up to like try and get information out of like what do you know? Like who is this? What's going on? Yeah, and like three hundred and fifty three days out of the year he operate he could operate as just a regular man, but like every holiday he just goes a killing. And and in that story he basically is Hannibal Lecter. And so yeah. within that point, from moving forward, pe- comics kinda of took a more serious approach to the character. Um, and they gave him a real, real dark backstory that came in later years. So for the first, like, 50 years of his existence, he just had, like, he was just a dude <laughs> that he turned up. And so his first story is um, he turns up to to Batman one day and um, he he puts a thing out into the newspaper, basically telling him that there's going to be five crimes over the next five days and... He's going to just commit them all. And he puts in the newspaper like Batman. Uh, the calendar man is going to commit all these crimes. Dare to stop him? I bet you can, dickhead. Oh, I bet he can, though. <laughs> so in uh, the guise of Maharaja, the magician, Julian Day arrived in Gotham City for a five-day engagement, which was actually a front for a series of crimes he intended to commit as the calendar man. Now, calendar man's first appearance, September 1958, Creators were Bill Finger and Sheldon Moldoff. So, Bill Finger's involved, Sean. Okay, and Bill Finger... Now, and not with Bob Kane as it goes. So, Bill Finger actually got attributed for this one. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, basing his crimes on the five different seasons. Winter, spring, summer, autumn, and... And this is the big part. He did five days, five Mm. seasons. And so, Batman's kind of like, that's a bit weird. Why... Why would he do, like, there's four seasons. Well, it kind of gave him a bit of a tip as to who Julian Day was playing. Because Julian Day was in the guise of Maharaja the Magician. And so his fifth season was the Indian Monsoon, or the rainy season. And Detective Uh. Batman is like, five seasons? Where has five seasons? Why did he choose five seasons? He must be Maharaja the Magician. Yeah, and who's in Gotham for five days all of a sudden? <laughs> um, and so, um, what you'll also like um, on the ter- on the Tuesday, he also dressed up. Uh, he also has done like days of the week, so he's like dressed up in. He's got different outfits. 
for yeah. different days. So I think one of Calderman's biggest weaknesses is that he changed outfits basically every day. So he never had like a cool look. Yeah. So he never had he a costume. Always changes. Yeah, he never had a costume. So it was a lot harder for him to like stick around because the Riddler's got the costume. The Joker has his costume. Penguin, all very iconic looks. Calderman changes day to day. Like one day he dressed up as Thor on, on Thor's day. Thursday. Very good. Because um, all of the days of the week derive their names from the Norse gods or the Norse. Yeah. Um, so he basically took that and started dressing up as them on days of the week in one comic book run. But stuff like that kind of lends itself to him not being remembered because he actually had no outfit for yeah, he has no, 50 years. There's no like image of Calendar Man, basically. And I think in like the 80s, they changed it so that they gave him like the, the classic Calendar Man look is like a red suit and he's got like the first day on one side, on one shoulder and like the 31st day of a month on the other shoulder. Right. Um, and that's about it. It's it's not really to write home about. It's, it's not that great. But, um, so he, basically he appears in the 1950s, it's a one season arc, Batman catches him because he's just some weirdo dressing up in, de- in different <laughs> seasons, gets caught. Uh, not much is learned about Calendar Man's backstory in that story, uh, ba- background, sorry, in that story, or from his next, uh, his next appearance is not for 20 years later wow. in real life. Um, and he turns back up and he gets immediately caught again. And oh. just... Uh- Whatever. Um, I think he turns up in a story where the anti-monitor turns up and is like, I want them to kill Batman. And his idea is, I don't want to kill Batman because he takes a kind of... It's actually quite Joker-like in terms of... He's like, I don't want to kill Batman because that will ruin the fun. Because I see Batman as, as the kind of person who can solve my crimes. He would rather challenge Batman than actually defeat him. Yeah, exactly. And so... Um, not much has kind of learned from him since then, but as I said, his main part was in the Long Halloween miniseries, um, and he gets, starts getting fleshed out a little bit more. And it's basically Batman coming to him as, like, looking for advice. Like, someone's going around killing all these people. You definitely know about this. What's yeah. the deal? And Calendar Man, actually, in the story, which is one of my favourite things, is he knows who the killer is before Batman. And oh, he figures it all class. out. And he knows who did it. And he's he just won't tell Batman. And so he's just like, well, Batman's slowly figuring it out. He's just like, yeah, but is it him? Is it her? Mm, I don't know. Cause, and he knows. Because um, at one point, I think Riddler is like seen as a main suspect. And he's like, it's not the Riddler. It's yeah, definitely not him. This is his vibe. Um, you've also, his full name, by the way, is Julian Gregory Day. So his first and middle name referring to the Judean and Grego- Julian and Gregorian calendars. That's so, really good. <laughs> it's just like a cool little uh, little thing that he has. That's um, such a nice touch that they didn't like. They didn't have to do that, but it just makes the character more ludicrous. Um, so what happened then was within the stories, and there's a great one, is that he gets arrested, goes to Arkham, and they have him locked up for New Year's. And so he can't get out. They put him in a place where he doesn't know whether it's day or night, ever. So he can never tell what day it is, so he can never tell what time of the year it is. And the story goes that he goes absolutely insane. And he basically goes into a comatose state. And within the story itself, the Arkham guys, they're a bit 
they're not great at their jobs. So he's in this cage, or he's in this cell, and they've closed up all the windows, all the doors. He cannot see outside. He doesn't know whether it's day or night. He doesn't know what time of year it is. And so eventually he just goes mad, because you would he's, anyway. But he is so hell-bent on days and dates yeah. that his whole identity is based around that. It, and so he sounds, goes insane. It sounds like taking away Two-Face's coin, in a way. Yeah, but the exact same thing. And so he goes insane. But he goes insane because he goes comatose. And he just basically lies there and he can't move, right? And right. He just, he's just completely out of it. And the people in Arkham think, jeez, he's been very good. He's on great behaviour. He, he hasn't well caused behaved. any issues at all. He's so well behaved. He hasn't caused any issues whatsoever. Should we let him out? Should we let, should what we'll do is we'll, we'll let him out. He's, he's doing really well. I think he's healed. Jeez, Arkham's a great them. facility, isn't it? <laughs> and so when he gets out of jail, uh, his the comic books change. And he is basically seen as a fucking lunatic who kills people on the big days of the year. Rather than a Joe character who just kind of does petty crimes on those days of the year. Um, yeah, he'll he actually now do is just, murder. He's just outright crazy person who's been let loose. And he now knows what time of year it is. And he's just like, the time spent in solitary has driven him insane. So Arkham was actually worse in the long run for him. <laughs> Yeah, and within that, so we get to that point in the story, and then they decided we got to give him an origin, like a proper origin. But they didn't do the origin when he was a Joe character. They did the origin when he's gone insane and he's a pure killer in comic books. Which means right. the origin, much darker than it probably would have been if it had been written ten years prior. Yeah, like ten years prior it would have been, oh, his father worked in a calendar factory. <laughs> Yeah, and so the origin goes, as a youth, Julian Day's father father promised he would be home for the holidays, Sean. Oh no. Taking a bus to wait for him at a bus stop, Day waited from Christmas Eve to New Year's Day. Oh no. Waiting constantly. His father never turned up. When the police took Day in on New Year's Day, he was basically almost dead from exposure to the cold. He had stayed at the bus stop constantly waiting for his dad to come back and he never did Um, they began to assign almost literal meanings to each day from then on Um, and he begins to suffer mood swings related to the days themselves within a few months Mother's Day came about but Julian's mother wasn't exactly the warmest person to approach so Julian tried to demonstrate his love um, but his mother showed nothing but contempt with his co- with her cold dead eyes and basically was like fuck off like I don't want to talk to you at all right please basically treat it like shit okay in a fit of uncontrollable rage Julian attacked his mother uh, and when Julian gr- regained his senses he realised that he was holding his mother's beating heart in the bloody palm of his hand oh shit yes oh that is that's dark right out of the gate so it's oh there's so many murders in this origin, by the way. Um, it's like so completely the opposite to what he was was before. Yeah. That it's like, holy shit, they went like completely dark. So he just like has a blackout on days when they don't go according to plan. And so he then he puts so much literal meaning to the days that he just basically is a crazy person. And he just does some fucking crazy shit that's really bad to all these people because it's that day of the year. You have to do it. And is it like a Monday's... What is it? 
Monday's Child when the, the you know the thing Monday's Child is something something Tuesday's Child is something like is there any of that element to it or is it just big holidays um, it's mostly big holidays but it could also be like holidays at any calendar internationally so if there's a big oh, day right. at like somewhere in India on like the 5th of whatever he will also celebrate that by doing a murder of <laughs> some kind um, and when's International Men's Day Connor? <laughs> for fuck's sake that day he rests <laughs> this is my day is <laughs> on Father's me. Day on Father's Day Julian discovered that his old man was living in East End Docks Julian goes to visit him and tells his father that he wants to clear the air between them by having an afternoon to themselves oh, lovely. a lovely day Julian insists that the two go out onto Gotham Bay for some fishing now the day slowed to a crawl, Sean, when Julian finished hacking what was left of his father. Oh. Julian fi- used various parts of his father to reel in some big catches that day. Oh no. Uh, which was good. And from that day forward, whenever Julian ate a nice serving of fish, he felt a little bit closer to his dear old dad. Oh Jesus, that's rough. Oh, that's, that's actually grim. Uh. As Julian got a bit older, his mind became more demented, and over time, he gave certain holidays a newfound but twisted meaning. So in late November, Julian dropped in unannounced during a Thanksgiving dinner to just a random family. Julian was hiding from the cops as he had committed a robbery, and Julian proceeded by attacking each family member one by one and then helped himself to some of the food. And some of the right. stuff, because it was a Thanksgiving after all, Sean. You have you to have celebrate. You have the dinner, like is the turkey yeah. and all the trimmings. Oh, it's, it's the best yeah. part of the day. From that day forward, Julian would always feel overwhelmed with a sense of loneliness because he will never know what a true family Thanksgiving is. It just makes him lonely. So next year, i got to do more murders to try and overcome the loneliness. Of course, maybe eat some fish and feel closer to my dad that I murdered. After Thanksgiving, Julian was eventually captured by the Batman. Um, And Earl Harkness, who was the judge, who presided over Julian's case. Julian's lawyer tried to pass him off on an insanity plea, thereby making Julian unable to stand trial. However, Harkness, being the hanging judge he is, refused to let this monster off the hook and swore he would have Julian sent to Blackgate, where the gallows tree would be waiting for him. So he basically sentenced this maniac to death. Um, Julian then escaped from Arkham and he devised a plan shot of his own that he was going to crash the judge's Christmas party because oh, it was Christmas no. after all of course um, the first thing that Julian did was strangle a Santa Claus impersonator on a street corner then he disguised himself as jolly old Nick and afterwards he crashed the party um, and lured Harkness away from his guests with eggnog that was laced with Ket, I mean. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> um, the police later found the judge's body hanging from his roof um, using Christmas lights around his neck, Sean. Beautiful. Yay! Very good comic <laughs> panel, I would say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good stuff. Also, very calendar, man. I mean, you're going to hang me. I'll hang you on Christmas using car- Christmas lights. Christmas what lights. can you do? So, yeah. Look, it didn't happen on Halloween. He would have ended up with, like, a pumpkin head. So, as New Year's Eve came around, Julian crashed another party, but for entirely different reasons. Because before Julian turned to a life of crime, he would actually occasionally talk to a young lady. Julian tried to profess his love for her, 
But she spurned his affections and put a restraining order on Julian. Oh. So, pff, it's a bit mean. So she's, Poor old Julian. Well, I mean, he doesn't have the best track record of, you know, being nice to people. Well, he then escaped from Arkhamshot again. And he learned that this young lady was throwing a New Year's Eve party. As Jesus Christ. What to do? Like, it, we're fucking three months in and I'm already like, all of these good people are just dying. He just murdered so many people. Um, and he felt, what better way to melt the ice at a party than with a flamethrower? So, unfortunately, the young woman managed to escape Julian's fire re- fiery retribution, but the same could not be said about the rest of her guests. So, look, he only killed the rest of the party. He didn't kill her, so... Presumably she invited, like, her nearest and dearest friends to that party. Yeah. She'll get over it. New Year's party. Look at sure. you. All she anyway. needs is Julian, you know? So... Afterwards, Julian made a New Year's resolution shot because he's big on resolutions. He swore that he would find his soulmate and prove his devotion to her. So when Valentine's Day came around, Julian eventually caught up with her, the girl that ran away. He bought a dozen red roses, an assortment of chocolates and a piece of lacy garment to make the night memorable, Sean. Now, Julian admitted that he never formally introduced himself to the young lady. But to make up for lost time, he smothered her to death with a pillow. Jesus fucking Christ, Julian. Can you not just not kill someone Remember, for a while? He ends up in all these lists of like worst villains ever. Like goofiest but villains of all time. What's entirely he's the most believable Batman villain. Like it's fucked. Like, like he's that, a psychopath. Like someone oh that's that's why is he not gotten like movies about him because this is only in recent years that they changed his origin like but, for he spends 60 years being a fucking joke like you make seven but it's batman like you have calendar man <laughs> as the villain him. that's unreal yeah um now the young lady actually did have a faint pulse and um the, she was able to be resuscitated jesus like i feel really the hospital I feel bad because i'm like oh this poor woman's still alive because she's gonna have to put yeah. up with this shit well, you might be surprised to know what happens next, because Paddy's day is coming up, Sean. Oh, Jesus Christ. And um, he decided, right? So Julian was left with a broken heart after Valentine's Day. He was he was devastated. Oh, yeah. And his spirit was lifted when his gang committed a string of successful robberies. However, Julian began to realise that someone in his gang was an informer for the Batman, because there had been a few incidents instances where Batman had showed up. Um, right. before the heist was even committed now he wasn't sure which one of his men was the rat so he decided to host the St. Patrick's Day celebration after another successful job he served each of his men a pint of green beer but what they didn't realise was that the dye that made the beer green was actually green mamba venom and he killed his whole crew because Cause one person thought, was... what better way to drive all the snakes out of his group by killing all of them on Paddy's Day. I'm not sure that's what St. Patrick intended. But. I, like, the comic writers must have so much fun with that. Like, just, like, loosely tying it into the holiday. Like, Batman is, like, he's basically Riddler and Joker combined. Mm. But, like, only on days of the year. So, like, for several months of the year, he does nothing. He has no interest in committing crimes. Yeah, but then fucking like international conquer festival day rolls around and suddenly I mean, oh. what, 
one of the coolest trivia facts I have about Calendar Man is that he once robbed a bank, and then it but it was on a he broke in through the wall, but then he wouldn't go in and get the money because it was a Sunday, which is a day of rest, and so he wouldn't do any exercise. What? That's twisted. <laughs> That's even weirder. Like, <laughs> like he just he's a lunatic. Just straight up. And does he um, have any, like, gadgets or powers? Or, like, or is he just a lunatic? He's just he's just a lunatic. Um, so, I mean, we've done April Fools. Uh, he also did a bit of a gag, a bit of a prank on his old female friend that has survived two attacks. Oh, no. And uh, he cut her brakes in her car. And Jesus Christ. I, um, and uh, he, his only regret was that he couldn't yell surprise as the woman's screams became engulfed by the flames after the accident she had. So he was very sad about that. But what can you do? Um, and she's dead now, right? Oh, yeah, she got blown up, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, she's literally better off. Yeah, rather than this lunatic chasing her. Um, and so uh, July 4th came around. He had a whole storyline where he sent... Uh, Gordon um, uh, the month of July ripped out in a calendar and Batman was like Julian's going to strike on Independence Day we need to fucking stop him and he he apprehends him Um, so he basically he stops him in time because he's going to set fire to the whole hospital and Batman's like what the fuck is wrong with you and he said what's the 4th of July without a barbecue Batman so just barbecue (laughs) human flesh Like, it's the loosest interpretation. Because I was thinking, oh, fireworks, maybe? Maybe that's what he's going to do. But barbecue, interesting choice. My my favourite last story of his that's really, really, like, fucked is that August comes, Mm -hmm. Julian manages to escape from Arkham again, but this time with the help of the Scarecrow. Scarecrow had designed a new strain of fear toxin, and Julian devised a wicked idea to inflict a mass number of dogs to the toxin and then set them loose on the festival of Saint Rock, Saint Rod, the Saint of Dogs. The crazed animals oh. tore through the blistering streets of Gotham, and in Julian's mind, what better way to celebrate the dog days of summer than to give every dog Jesus. his day on an afternoon, no Oh less. my God. Jesus. <laughs> That's horrifying. Yeah, I think Calendar Man, um, you kind of see it in the Arkham games, is that he's like basically Hannibal Lecter. Like, yeah. he, he's he's Kevin Spacey from Seven. They've kind of turned him into that, so he went from like joke, and then they were like, let's go fucking hard the other way. Yeah, let's and drag him be into an this. Absolute, terrifying. Like, a psychopath. Yes, calculating psychopath of a man who, and he doesn't feel remorse for any of this. No, because it's all part of, like, it's time of the year shot. That's ridiculous. He like he's legitimately terrified. Like if that was a real, a real human, <laughs> that's like the worst serial killer of all time. But, but I think like that is literally seven. Like come to life. Yeah, like, they should do that movie where he's just going around killing people one yeah. by one. We got You got to keep up with him. It's a murder with a theme. Like yeah, um, his abilities are gadgetry. He's a successful inventor, capable of designing the machinery deploy- needed to deploy his various schemes. His weaknesses are, of course, obsession, which is normally what gets him caught. Julian has an obsession with holidays, and he's driven insane 
he was driven insane when he was put in solitary confinement on the night of December 31st. So, right. when he got put, when he missed one of the holidays, he gets driven absolutely insane. And he did, and then he, like, he knew it was the 31st of December when he went in, and then he lost mm. track of the days. Yeah. They just stopped him seeing the outside, and then they led to a lot of murders. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe, maybe they should just try and help him instead of just locking him up yeah and i think what's and my favorite piece of just in regards to him is the fact that like he's first depicted as the usual stereotypical silver age villain that like, yeah. has different costumes to commit different co- crimes he's like you'll never get me batman ha 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 and then they turn him just into kevin spacey from seven just yeah. the longer he goes on just an absolute lunatic it's a really it's good a- match for batman as well because he's trying to keep up. What the he, fuck does the next holiday mean? What's he going to do? Yeah, and it's not about strength. It's about can you figure it out before Calendar Man like, shoots a shot. Yeah, also uh, he's got all the months of the year tattooed around his head in a circle now in the nice. comics. So it's like March, April, May, June, July, like all tattooed all around his forehead. Sean Gunn had that in uh, Suicide Squad. Well, because he was Calendar Man. Sean. Calendar Man. Very same. I like the idea of him as like how he is in the Arkham games, though. Like the kind of the bigger dude, kind of like a Vincent D'Onofrio type. Yeah, like just really intimidating. Yeah, just like pure muscle. <laughs> yeah, I I think um, just as a character, I think he's probably the most drastic change storyline wise, and it mm. all comes from, it all stems from they did a storyline where he was like Hannibal Lecter in the Log Halloween, and so it was like. That's really interesting. Why have we never taken this Joe character and made him real serious? Because he's real terrified if we do it the right way. It's a really good glow up for a comic character to go from <laughs> yeah. villain of the week to like criminal mastermind. <laughs> um, so that's my report on Calendar Man shot, a character often laughed at. But once you hear some of the stories, that's pretty fucked. Yeah, he has no reason to be on any of those worst character lists. Like He is absolutely solid as a villain. Uh, yeah, like real, really scary. Yeah, like I knew none of those things that he did, but now I'm fucking terrified to go to sleep, Connor. So thanks for that. <laughs> uh, would you like me to take us out? Yes, please. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We'll be back Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesdays, and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. Big thanks to all of our patrons over on Patreon then who support us and help keep the show going, help keep the engine ticking over every single week. If you want to join those fine people, there is a link to that in the description. There's also a Spreadshirt store link below. There is the Twitter, at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Development's Discussion Group, or Heroes for Hire Podcast. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. Or you can email us, heroesforhire underscore at outlook.com. But the best way you can ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so, so I have been Colour Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. And we shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.